Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here and on the podcast this week, I've got the uh, football manager beast. Uh, are we st- can we still call you football manager beast? Is that still an appropriate title? Okay. Have you been relegated or? Are you sliding down like Wolves in the 80s or? My last day, I, I tried to have a go with Montrose and I just... Oh, right. So you're getting pretty yeah, poor then. I, I just yeah. quit because the crap. <laughs> what, about, what about LMA manager? Did you play that one? Years ago. Yeah, that was great. I remember the cup draw. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, we've got the Baron, John Babb. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, we've got Stu. Back again. With us. Uh, and a guest joining us this week on trial in this January transfer <laughs> window. Uh, we've got uh, Roy. Is it Roy Hoop? Is that how. The best um, to pronounce your that, name. That, that's a combination of both names. Uh, it's Ryan Hooper. Uh, Hoops is generally um, what Hoops. I go by. Yeah. Um, so like basketball. Yeah, I won't reveal any of the nicknames at this early stage. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan will be fine. Well, if you don't, we'll just make them up for you. Yeah. <laughs> they might get. They might get worse. <laughs> yeah. Do you get any? Do you ever get any basketball references for your name? I do get basketball references, and um, I was once brought a DVD. Uh, Hoops dreams, um, <laughs> which um, which didn't d- didn't chronicle the dreams for the last week that you had. It was n- no that no I haven't seen that DVD. Uh, this chronicled two um, aspiring basketball players, and I think bored me to tears as much as that really because I'm not into it at all. But it was a nice thought, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, on the podcast this week, we're going to look back at the game against Charlton, the uh, the boring nil nil. Uh, look to the game of the weekend against Bolton, uh, and we'll look at some transfer speculation. But firstly, our favourite feature uh, from the last few weeks: African Cup of Nations update. Everyone, um, obviously, Marley. Two games into African Cup of Nations, uh, bottom of the group, but only by name, I believe. I believe it's all alphabetical order because every team has played two, scored two, conceded two. It's all equal. Uh, they play Guinea on Wednesday night. So by the time you listen to this podcast, you probably know Marley's fate. But a win for them uh, will put them through to the knockout stages. Um, has anybody been catching any African Cup of Nations football? That was the first game. Yeah? He was, he was immense. Do you mean Mar- Marley's first game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marley's first game. I'm not that committed to it. <laughs> yeah, he was immense at first. I mean, I know you you getting certain uh, just... was it, it was relaying the information last week. Um he was just checking the updates on the on his phone. Oh, Richard. Yeah, Richard. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was watching it, and it, for the, the commentator's cheek when he, he come out with that classic of saying he's belittling his club form here. He, he's playing oh. superbly. I'm not you on the bench. You clearly have no idea what he's been like, but he was he was he was better than he has been mm. for ages. He, he just tore him apart in the first half, yeah. and then the second half he got wise to it. But from what I've seen. Obviously, we didn't see the, sec- the second game apart from the last twenty minutes in the pub after. Um, but yeah, he was—he <laughs> looked the same again. And it, someone said on—I think he was—he must have been on Twitter that he was the player of the tournament so far. Or yeah, Quinton yeah, Fortune said that. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Then Quinton Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> it's been—it's well. been a poor tournament. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think it's been very low scoring. Yeah, 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 the standard. Uh, to be honest, I think African football seems to peak about. 10, 12 years ago to make Senegal be worse. Yeah, well, that um, Senegal team that was yeah the last big one. But yeah, he, Sacco especially. I mean, Mali have been on. I mean, they, they should have won the first game. They they couldn't hold on to the lead. Yeah. They, they just bottled it in a tr- typical wall style way in the end. But uh, but they got a good one-one draw with Ivory Coast. Some of the big names there. Did anyone see Sacco's the goal that Sacco scored for Mali? Because it was a bit of a belter. Tremendous. Yeah. Why can't I do that every week, Molly, <laughs> apart from Rosette? <laughs> Guess they get it right then. Uh, but obviously, they've got Guinea in their final game. Wing will see them through. But let's talk about Sacco, because obviously more speculation about whether he will still be Wolves uh, by the end of the January transfer window. West Brom apparently interested. Don't do that, Sacco. Um, and obviously, QPR is another name that's been thrown about. Um, what's going to happen with Sacco by the end of January? Or does it kind of, a lot of it still heavily rely on how far Molly? Progress in Afcon. Well, I'm not quite sure how they're going to get, get carry the medical out. To be honest, mm. if they if they get through, because um, they're going to fly somebody over, and really, is Sacco on top of teams' lists to do that? Are they really that desperate to fly a medical team over to to get equatorial Guinea? I don't know. It seems a strange one. Cause you wouldn't have thought they'd want somebody to go through a rigorous medical in the middle of a tournament, mm. um, and you wouldn't think they're going to pay top money and uh, and not have a, a medical. Mm. 
But obviously, he might be back the weekend, so that that might make life a bit easier. Just depends how they get on, obviously. Easy for other teams, yeah. Not for us. No, no, no. <laughs> just, I mean, he, and easier for him if he, if he's got a deal. I mean, you've got to think about him as it's a lot of a, mo- most of this to do with Sacco. People coming out and saying what they want Wolves to do, Wolves should do this, Wolves should. It's not, not it's not what Wolves want. It's what mm. Sacco wants. Yeah. At the end of the day, he, he, he holds everything really. But he when would he, he would get more money in the summer. Yeah, per, he would probably yeah. get well potentially. Yeah. Um, well, he wouldn't get a massive sign on fee if someone had to pay a fee for him. Would no, he, so? they wouldn't. No. No. I think what I said the first time I was in it, I think nothing will happen until the summer, personally. I, unless someone is Harry Redknapp desperate and he's looking at his car window next Which Monday. It's quite possible, isn't it, by next week with QPR. Obviously, links with West Brom. Obviously, it could be a bit of a, a dis- PR disaster for Wolves if they let him go. But realistically, could Sacco actually go there? Is nah, it a good move for him? He won't go. They'll, they'll sign McManaman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that I have to point to the mic. <laughs> um, I, th- I think that looks like Matt cut and dry now for the Albion. Um, Sacco, they're playing the same position. You know, Albion aren't in a position to sort of spend seven, eight million pound on two players for the same position. I wouldn't imagine. No, I don't think Sacco. I don't. They'd get Sacco for a million and a half. Yeah, they would they, they would make a profit on Sacco Wolves with six uh, months. Oh no no, 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 no. Four think months. Knowing left. knowing obviously Moxie and how well he does financially, you would have thought he'll try as much to make back what they spent on him. Hmm. So two and a half million was it? He yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be hard though. We've just six months yeah. left, isn't it? Yeah. But I can't see how I've been going for him because it's the wages on top of that as well, isn't it? I don't really think he's a Tony Pulis type player myself. Mm. But well, he had Edrington, D, so can he's tricky mm. and. But he's less. I know what you mean. He's less erratic. Yeah. Than Sacco is. A percentage player, really. Yeah. Mm. And they have. They've still got Brunt. Brunt's still there, ain't he? Yeah. 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 So he, he can play on the left as well. So if mm. what you were saying about the management, then yeah, <laughs> they're going to have three players in the same position, really. Yeah. I think ultimately as well. I think as you've mentioned, I think the ball's in Sacco's court, and I think if um, you were an advisor of Sacco, then surely you would say. Um, it's better to bide your time until the summer as opposed to going to a club who perhaps are going to sign him. I wouldn't say so much on a whim, but perhaps more of a signing, um, an impulsive signing, whereas in the summer he's got all the time to, to make that decision. And, you know, it, with the age that he's, he's at at the moment, if he has a good African Nations Cup, then that's only going to increase his value personally. So I wouldn't see him going to the Albion Olympic wages. Perhaps, I mean, they, they changed, obviously, their policy of the Albion when they, they signed an elk and those type of players, and I'm sure they could afford him, but I think, as you say, I, I don't foresee him being a, an Albion player, particularly as they're, they're looking to get over the line with uh, McManaman as well. Speak, I think uh, Hoops, I've got to get used to that. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, he would have his pick of the teams, really, if he waits the summer. All the mm. teams that get promoted will probably avoid him as a player, as a squad player. All those teams that are kind of stay up might look at him, and again, if he has a good Africa Cup of Nations, although it will heighten his profile even more for January if he carries on. But you know, I think from Sakhar's personal point of view, it makes sense for him to wait until the summer so he can get a nice signing on fee. If he has a good African Cup of Nations, which he is, then instead of commanding twenty five grand a week in wages, maybe he could command thirty five, forty grand a week in wages. And I think for Wolves, that's the best thing to do. You know, maybe take a gamble. Even if somebody was to come in with silly money on transfer window down, offer us four million pounds for Sacco, I'll turn it down. Which is get sixty you million from going up. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 Sacco, he can be the difference between. You know, he on his own he could win us twelve points between now and and May, which could be the difference between finishing eighth and finishing fifth, for yeah, example. The only problem you've got there is if you turn down a deal, mm-hmm. what Sacco really wants. What you're going to get out of Sacco? But uh, you know, I, I, you'd like to think that behind the scenes, are intelligent enough just to say to Sacco, "Look, we're going to refuse this deal if you just, you know, bide your time with us for the next six months. We can't stand in your way in the summer anyway. Mm. So regardless, you will leave. Yeah. And if you go in the summer, imagine that signing on fee that you're going to get because there's going to be no transfer fee involved. So you know, financially, it makes sense for Sacco to wait until the summer. I feel. Is there always a, a part where we might be looking at this still at Wolves 
Tinty Rose glasses. Obviously, we don't want Sacco to leave, and you would think, honestly, he will wait the summer. But like John, yeah, you only don't want Sacco yeah. to leave if Sacco doesn't want to leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If Sacco wants to leave, we might yeah. as well go. We've got, you know, we we can sit here and go, oh, Sacco can do X, Y, and Z. Like John said, the end of the day, if Sacco wants to go, he will try and push through him hmm. in January if we can get Premier League football as quickly as possible. And that's the horrible, innocent realization that um, we have to we have we have to think of. Yeah. Like Stephen Fletcher, you, you do all the whole heads gone thing, but we were all talking about how how Stephen Fletcher could tear up in the Championship. He's loyal to Wolves. He, he did that tweet saying we'll be back. Yeah. But in the day, Premier League football was a knocking. Mm-hmm. As a professional footballer, you're going to take it. But you know, on, on the flip side, I love Sacco. I'd be to be fair, I'd be quite upset if he if he did leave. Even if you know when the inevitable does happen and he leaves in the summer. Um, but you know, you look back. In, in the recent history when Jarvis left and it's like oh Jarvis has gone what we've got to do now and Sakar comes along and then when Fletcher leaves you're like god Fletcher's left you know who are we going to turn to for goal yeah we're we still to, looking yeah we have to <laughs> wait no but, but it's like you've got Dicko in now and, and when Dicko's playing you don't really think about Fletcher do you because we've got another top quality striker I'm not saying Dicko's as good as Fletcher I, I certainly don't think he's as good as Fletcher in terms of goal um, other attributes you know he, he's better than Fletcher but um you know, players leave less stop left and sorry to Michelle, that's a bad example because we haven't really replaced him. <laughs> but um you know, players leave and at the time you're upset because it is our best player. But they get replaced and you soon forget about him. You know, when Andy Gray left in more your ear and with all due respect, John. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and Andy oh, Gray. How dare you? How dare you? A- ageism. That's all ageist. And when Derek Doom <laughs> was carried off. And Andy Gray left, and I'd imagine that a lot of Wolves fans were upset because he was a brilliant player. But then a few years down the line, Stevie Ball turns up and he, it's one of those, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, big players leave and, and they get rid of the door. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Sacco, sling your up. Yeah, so Go on, we don't need you anymore. Back in your bank while you're playing. Like, you know, I, I, I will be upset, and but, but you know, give it 12, 18 months. We'll have, for example, Jesse Lingard, and he'll be brilliant, and we'll be thinking Sacco who, and then he'll come to Molly and he'll play terrible and be like, well, that's why we let him go because he's so yeah. inconsistent anyway, and we'll just remember the bad parts. And then Bukhari will be fit. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, the pigs might fly. <laughs> the, the myth, the legend that he's rather. He's in the shadows, in the mist. Anyway, let's talk about that man you just mentioned, Jesse Lingard. A lot of rumours about he could be joining for Man United. Um, what? How would we feel about Jesse Lingard um, coming to Wolves if he can if he can stay fit again? Has he got injury problems? Well, that's the, yeah, he's played for four months. We so start, I think Richard or, uh, mentioned last week he did start for Man United at the start of the season. So yeah, four months ago, and then he played last night for the under twenty ones first game mm. since. It's a long time, but we, we our, our loan signings are all gambles. Fitness at the moment, yeah. we signed Sagbo, Graham, not neither of which are obviously fit. And now they're talking about another player potentially not fit. They get taken to the end of the season, they get fit. Well, it's just like us loaning our, our waists and strays out to League One, though. It's yeah. the same situation, but yeah, we can't, we can't be picky with these things. Is um, there a, is there a pressure potentially behind the scenes, a pressure to bring in? People like Sagbo and Graham, there was a pressure you've got to bring a striker in. Well, we had, yeah, with, with Lingard, could it be that? If there is any rumblings of Saka going, we've got to bring in a, we've got to bring in a winger. So potentially, does injury go out? As long as they're kind of playing or played some kind of football, if the pressure's there, does does that go out the window? The only thing I would think from Manchester United's point of view is that they would want him to go somewhere where they pretty much guarantee he's going to yeah. be playing every week. Yeah. And when Saka comes back, if he doesn't go, I'm not sure that he's going to be guaranteed no. to get a game. Which then makes you think: is there? Is there a kind of feeling that Saka will go in January if, if well, there is rumours that Lingard's going to come in? Yeah. Well, obviously, I think that because they don't know, because the ball's a bit in yeah. Saka's court, they've got to make provisions, haven't they? So. Um, the other transfer speculation was an Australian international today. I, 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 does anyone know the name? Mas- so, yeah, Massimo Longo or something. Here we like go. That. Oh, we've Massimo Luongo, Luongo is attracting admiring glances from the likes of Brentford, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and Sevilla. <laughs> admiring glances, <laughs> <I've been laughs> Sevilla. So it's Wolverhampton or Seville? <laughs> haven't haven't Sevilla got the biggest scouting network as well? According yeah, to Riga. Yeah. yeah, I love to have the admiring glances as a scout there. So, oh, hello. This this does come from Flick Wiltshire, not Jack Wiltshire. Flick Wiltshire. Oh, oh, that's his brother. Yeah. Well, did, <laughs> didn't we sign him from Tottenham? 
I think he come through Tottenham. I think he did. Youth Academy. Yeah, he was one of them three that went to yeah, the same Yeah, they had loud, didn't they? I think he could have potential to be decent. I don't think he many did. Wolves fans have seen him play but he was, he was enough super, to say, yeah, yeah he's been brilliant in he one or two of his Australian games. He was super in, in that Cup. game against us at home last season when mm. they played us off the park. Is he not the one who scored the screamer? Swindon scored a screamer against us at home last season, didn't they? They did. And I I've don't got know if a feeling him. it was him. Tweet us, at WWFC Fancast, tell us. Was he the screamer? <laughs> we'll, we'll know. <laughs> not, the man, not the man literally on the pitch. <laughs> but let us know. Um, no, we probably won't be doing a podcast until after the January transfer window closes, which is, almost, when is, when is, it which is the when 2nd of February. Um, disappointingly, there are reports that Sky Sports have now banned uh, reporters from outside <laughs> the grounds. After, after dildo games. Yes. <laughs> Wolves don't genuinely do last day transfers do they we've known that for a couple of years now we did last year uh, well we got Court, Courtney Hawes yeah, last, last minute it was yeah. almost the last transfer yeah, but it wasn't a big transfer it wasn't like when Bermatoff went to Man United <laughs> we were in League One at the yeah. time so we were hardly likely to be breaking the record transfer deal <laughs> yeah. were we? um, it wasn't the traditional big transfer that right. any clubs have so with that in mind by next week let's have our early look into the Mystic Ball now will Wolves be bringing anyone in on loan or out, and on the same time, will anybody be going out permanently? Because obviously the loan window will be extended after that. Give us your thoughts. I'll go yes and yes, but what <laughs> the, yes. Go, the going out will be dependent on the coming in. Yeah, I think one will follow the other almost instantly. So who do you think might go then, depending on Clark or Jacob? Okay, on loan or permanent or probably on loan. You're a betting man, John. Come yeah. on, almost certainly. What on odds? Come on, give us an odds. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That'd be short odds, Clark. On four though. to six, six to no, four. No, nobody's going to pay for Clark, are they? We've yeah. only got a few months left on his contract, yeah. so he'll be out. He's his contract up in the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was only an eighteen-month deal. Yeah. Um, Anyone else? Um, ins, outs, shaking all the boats. I think, yeah, I think Clark and Jacobs. I know Jacobs been rumoured uh, for a little while now uh, to the Blues in particular, who have, um, I think, said they've certainly got an interest in him. Um, I think Clark potentially. Um, perhaps less so maybe with the two strikers that have gone out on loan now um, unless um, Jacket does bring in another striker I, I can't foresee Clark staying if he does bring in another striker um, and I would imagine we're probably going to sign someone for the development squad who's probably yeah. in the reserves at some League One Burton reserves <laughs> set yeah. a centre half was um, getting somebody from Telford a couple of weeks ago Possibly we have we have got someone on loan called is it Aaron, uh, not on loan sorry on trial is Aaron Simpson I, I saw that name um, and I think he's from Maidstone or he plays Maidstone he may be a local lad I don't know just um, a local lad <laughs> yeah. Maidstone yeah just um, around Maidstone get in the car yeah. mate you look like you can play I'll, I'll try and get a bit more context on that when it rings a bell <laughs> um, but I believe he's going into the development squad so I think as you say I think when you mentioned um, have we signed anyone of sort of note in the Jan uh, January transfer window I think Blake to me was the one that stood out yeah, yeah, in sure, January yeah. but as opposed Nathan to, um, uh, they're still men, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we signed uh, Edwards and Foley, didn't we, from Luton when they started had their financial yeah. trouble in a January? We but do. Our last two Januarys have been have been younger players. Like, yeah. 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 We've made the first team. Yeah. Yeah. We always seem to play. Didn't we sign Edgar Johnson? The legend. He made such an impact at Wolves. Lee Evans going through on a January transfer window as well. Yeah, under Dean Saunders. So well, I don't think Dean Saunders knew him. I don't think he'd ever heard of him. I remember all the jokes going, oh, so I'm a comedian. Uh, so stuff like Who's that. Who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> and they're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, next podcast will be after the uh, the January transfer window closes. Let's see what happens, shall we? Because uh, we'll be grumbling like we always do. Probably. Yeah. Or praising the fact that Wolves have somehow pulled off a signing of, I don't know. Um, Michael Owen. Michael retirement. <laughs> Steve McManaman. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wilson Palacios, it was true oh, after all. Oh, yeah. That would be a horrible side, in that? I mean, you see the size of him now. Because he's massive. I think he's about 12, I was about 14 stone. Now, my prediction is that Wolves will uh, make a massive transfer coup and bring in um, sensation Martin Ugard on loan from Real Madrid for the rest of the season. <laughs> is it Ugard? How do you? Yeah, I don't know. He's only playing the under 21. Yeah, under 21 squad. Um, and that's all the uh, news and scandal this week. <laughs>
On Saturday, Wolves recorded a what you could say a boring nil-nil draw <laughs> at home to Cholton. Uh, nothing really in that last third for Wolves throughout the game to try and go in. Um, and that's really the summary I need to give to the game because it was a very tight but boring game. You just talked about <laughs> Bolton straight away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but first half, I thought we dominated very much so. Charlton did what Blackpool did and put a few in behind the ball. Second half, I think we kind of opened up our formation that allowed Charlton back into it and they were very much playing the counter game. Um, thoughts, general thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, th- I think you, you're right. There's not a lot we could probably go into detail. I think, for me, it reminded me of the, the Birmingham game at home whereby the similarities with the, the new manager uh, coming in. Um, they'd shipped a few goals as well, hadn't they, Charlton, previous to that. And their objective was to keep a clean sheet. Um, of course, is the argument being the home side having to, enough to break them down. Um, but yeah, I think they came with a game plan to get a point, and that was it. But it was it was it was a pretty dire game. Um, yes, we missed Sacco, but that's such an easy thing to say, isn't it? Really, because uh, you would do. But yeah, a, a real poor game. Um, and I guess the the only thing I took away from it was the interesting substitutions with the the fullback. Um, House and uh, Goldborn coming on and Doherty and whether or not moving on to the Bolton game there's perhaps going to be a change there mm, there could definitely uh, well be I thought he played up front on his own in the first half I, yeah. I, I, it didn't look like he seemed like he, he, it wasn't naturally for him he needed to try and get used to that Luke's pulling rank here <laughs> Oh, you have like a cap badge. <laughs> how many how many caps do you got? <laughs> have you seen my hat trick ball today? He's like the prisoner. What what number are you? No. <laughs> so Luke, you're pulling rank. Go on. Um, I just thought the service team was absolutely yeah. shocking. Mm. I think we're trying to play this possession football, and you know I think there's a lot of people out there, especially the younger generation, who are obsessed with possession stats for some reason, which I'll just never really get. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, um, but um, you know it's, it's all good what Wolves are doing and keeping possession in the defensive half. You know I think, with all due respect, all of us around the table could receive the ball from Richard Steam and pass the ball back to Richard Steam and watch Richard Steam and pass it to Danny Bath, receive the ball from Danny Bath and then play a pass to Dominic Oyolfa. I don't know if you've seen me playing on Monday night. I would <laughs> do that. Dominic Oyolfa then passes to Van der Parra and then that's when the magic happens. But you yeah. know, to move the ball from one side of the pitch, it takes about seven passes. Yeah. It takes about a minute and a half. But it's, it's, it is ridiculous. What's concerning me is, you know, it's all good having 55-60% possession, but when we're in the attacking third, we're not doing anything mm. with the ball. We're not, we're, we're, we're not we're, utilizing that dominance. Not, not at all. We're not doing anything that's hurting teams. And what's the point in having the ball in a way if you're not going to hurt the opposition? Stu, you were going to. Yeah, well, stole the words from my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it was just too slow. It was too yeah. slow. There was no pace or anything. The, the ball, it was way too slow. It was too predictable. And he had no service in the first half. So you can't really judge him on playing up front on his own on that. But. And when he when he changed it in the second half, he just proved that yet again we can't mm. play four four two, especially four four two with Edwards on the left wing for some weeks. I thought I'd seen things. I really did. <laughs> I thought we got past that whole thing of playing strikers, midfielders on the wing. Did, but it did. I, I, I thought he was probably trying to do it to try to get more people into the box yeah. by keeping him on, mm. and so you could potentially got mm. three into the box and obviously give, giving space for Goldborn to play in on the wide left. Um, I could see. I mean, it, it didn't look good. It looked a bit like. Mm. Yeah. Square pegs, round holes, but yeah. I, I, we we do suffer. We don't get enough people in the box. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, very often, you'll see us. We've only got like two in the yeah, box. And yeah. you, go, you go and watch Chelsea play Bradford, mm-hmm. and Bradford have got four in the box yeah. receiving a cross, and yeah. we're at home against Charlton, and we're lucky if we get two mm. in the box. What well, one thing I did notice with a foul boot, I can't remember what minute it was. Let's say the thirtieth minute, for example. Will he pick the? I ball like to know exact <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Will he pick the ball up about ten yards inside the Charlton half? Played it back into the midfield spun off his man to yeah. go and, then, and then the ball came back to our defence and you thought if we had somebody I had a bit of intelligence and what the thought that came to me during the Charlton game was if we had Emilias who, <laughs> oh, who had the intelligence just to find that through ball he would have been gone yeah. and I think I mean I only noticed it the once in that game but I'm sure as the season progresses you'll see that a lot from a foul but he's, 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 he's sort of got the defender behind him he'll pick the ball up play it back into the midfield spin and go Mm-hmm. But then, if he's not receiving the ball, what's the point yeah. in him doing that move? Which I think is a very 
dangerous move because you know your striker's moving off the ball yeah. and he's you know he's he's looking to receive it again in a dangerous part of the pitch but we're not utilising that I mean Matt, is it just our midfielders need to take a bit of time to get used to playing with a foul but I'd like to think as professional footballers on 5, 10, 15 grand a week who've been playing it since the age of 6, 7 and 8 that they'd be able to find that Maybe at least one was one in the first half, and he didn't quite come off. Did McDonald tried to play him, and it just didn't get to him. The keeper got it. Yeah, yes. That was one the yes. one good ball in the half, mm-hmm. and it, but it was good. Well, say good. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't actually achieve its yeah. aim, but it was well, an attempted you, you, ball. If you look at, you could say that's one. How could you word it? Dangerous attacking pass. Yeah, you know, and I think it was the one in the second half when it was a long ball, and I don't think. I think it was a foul he was chasing it and he was never really yeah, since no, going to get it. Yeah. So you're looking 90 minutes as two dangerous attacking passes. Yeah. Now if you looked at our um, safe defensive passes you're probably looking at three or 400 yeah. and if you look at our dangerous attacking passes yeah. over 90 minutes against a team that have just lost 5-0 fair enough they are going to try and tighten up a little bit but if you're looking at two dangerous attacking passes in 90 minutes as the home team uh, yeah. on, on a good run as well I think personally I think that's quite disgusting and I don't. I think it's inexcusable to be that poor. You talk about passing that leads me very nicely onto the stat for passing, which was sixty three percent for Wolves overall against Charlton. But also, um, Jackets WM um, Q and A forum, um, which was last Tuesday, and I, John, you listened mm. a large part of it. He talked about how Wolves very much he believes that he can have a p- passing style in the Premier League and survive as well. Do you think it's what did you think of the forum in general? I know it's off topic slightly but I think it's very good. Um yeah and I thought as most of the questions were answered well and, and it was quite quite thoughtful and uh, yeah I can see what he's saying but I think we do need to improve. It's mm. it's no good just keep passing and counting count somebody ticking box oh there's another pass, another pass. Some of these passes and there are too many of them are in their own half, and we're, uh, it's inexcusable when it's the central midfielders, both of them passing to each other on our side of the halfway line. Uh, you know, Price McDonald out to the right back, back to Price McDonald out to the left back. What they're doing? They should be twenty mm. yards further up well, the pitch. Yeah. We're crying out for a player like Colin Cameron, yeah. somebody who gets beyond the ball. We are, none of our midfield players, none of our two, get beyond the ball ever. Jack Price will never ever score a goal mm. ever. <laughs> he could play for the whole his whole career, he'll never score. <laughs> And we don't. Uh, unless one hits him on the back of the head when he ain't looking. He ain't, he ain't well, that ne- didn't that nearly happen at the end of the season? <laughs> yeah, I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> he literally nearly scored, literally off his leg or something. And, but like Kevin McDonald, he'll, he'll have, he has one shot every couple of months and it goes over the bar. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. not going to score goals. Let's talk, let's talk about Kevin so, McDonald. So the problem is, yeah. who's going to score goals? Yeah. Danny Bars will score more in the season than yeah. the whole of the midfield. It's ridiculous. I think he probably has at the yeah, moment. He and he, uh, like, he probably had like a third top goal scorer, isn't yeah. he? With three. Let's talk about Kevin McDonald because I know there's a split opinion about not only how he played on Saturday, but genuinely, I thought he played all right on Saturday. But I know there's a lot of people, especially through the wonderful world of social media, uh, which suggested that he's been off his, his form for a few games. I think his form in the sense of passing it around, hustling the ball off people, stopping midfielders or attackers getting the ball, and him bringing it out and starting the play again is very good. But I think a lot of people have mentioned him going forward. It, it's not happening. He just... Sits, pass, done. It, 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 it looks to link square for me, yeah. rather than in rarely looks to link forward. You don't you don't see him play the ball into a phobia or dicko and look for mm. look to receive it and drive on oh. into the box. Never. That's the thing. That none of them do it though. When no. was the last time we actually played one twos with each other? Yeah. It just don't happen. It's it's pass it pass it along, pass 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 pass, which is fine. I I as a younger generation, I do enjoy that kind of thing, but. With us, it doesn't do anything, and especially when they were quite regimented four four two, they weren't going to move. So mm. if you they, if they're not going to move, you're going to play one twos with each other and open mm. them up that way. It just means our only options are always wide. So we work it left. If that channel, and we, we then it takes us an aid to bring it back <laughs> to try and work it right. Yeah. If that's shut, then we try to bring it back left again, yeah. or just end end up just knock, trying to knock it in the box or get a corner or something. It, there's not there's not enough options, not variation in the play. What do we think of Kevin McDonald at the moment, Rick? I, I, say, I think he's been doing alright, but what does everybody else think? Better with Price. Before? I thought he played well. Um, I thought he played better than Jack Price. And I think it was Dwarfio or somebody looked brilliantly when he described Price and McDonald as water carriers. And he says you can't have two water carriers, which is I, I, no. 100%. And you've got, to, you've got to think that that's what Jacket thought at the start of the season. Well, which is why he, Jack Price has probably gone out on loan and didn't figure at the start of the season because he realises he can't have them two 
But then he hasn't got the combination that mm. he wants. Yeah. So until he gets the combi a player in that he wants, it, it, it's the best of a, a bad well, not not a bad lot. They're not bad players. They're just not the right combos. I, I, I think that combination is a good combination to use that formation if you're playing away from home. Yeah. Maybe against a Watford or Derby or Middlesbrough. So mm. yeah, I've got the two yeah. because you're not going to be looking to break from midfield as no. much. But I think when you're at home playing two def very defensive minded midfielders I think well it's proven that's where yeah. we're struggling I mean you look at our goal difference mm. you know we're just not scoring enough goals and it's, you know obviously you need your strikers to score goals but you know you need midfielders to be chipping in with yeah. 5, 7, 10, 12, 15 goals a season as well as the striker when, or at least getting assists as well but they, 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 yeah. not only do they not score you never get an assist no, off them I bet majority of our assists I'll be wide Sackle, the, yeah. Henry, Van der Parra yeah. I'll bet you and okay maybe Dico assist wise as well that's got to make, I'd say, a good 80 90% of our assists. Yeah. Matt Donald, Price, Edwards, maybe. Edward, Edwards is involved because yeah. he scores. But Let's talk about uh, Balanapara because he had some mixed reactions at the game of the weekend. Um, I thought he did better compared to Henry, but other people obviously swayed the other way. How, how do we think VLP did at the weekend? He had, he had that one brilliant run where he beat about four. And like, well, I said about the, the Blackburn game again when he's consistently inconsistent in the yeah. space of five minutes. that for every brilliant thing he does there's a lot of things that he's not doing very well at all but he, again he was I think three different different media outlets give him man of the match as well yeah and I thought well I wouldn't go that far but he was he was better than he, he has been yeah but it's still yeah he was better than James Henry oh. but he didn't he, he spent, he spent more time ball. on the right than James Henry did though in, in Henry's defence yeah fair enough yeah I personally thought he was the best player on the pitch Especially for Wolves, I thought he, I thought I thought Goldborn was. Yeah, Goldborn did play very well when he came on, mm. but I, I just think because Van der Parra had an extra forty-five minutes, Goldborn did come on at half time, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the last two I've I, I tweeted it. I think yeah. got, the, the last twice that Goldborn's played, he's played for half a game in both games. Yeah. You've been man of the match in both of them yeah. for me. Uh, for me, sorry, can, can I, I'll, I'll go point yeah, Goldborn. I, mean, I, I just I thought he was the only Wolves player who looked like making something happen. You know, he he was. Our outlet, our danger man, and um, going back to what what Stu said, for every one thing he does that's brilliant, he does something that's not so brilliant. I think with our sort of players, you, you have to take the ruthless move, similar to Sako, yeah. you know, because I think flair players get a lot of criticism for maybe not tracking back, for example. But then you've got players who will track back for ninety minutes, but are they going to put? A pinpoint cross into the box, or are they going to do a couple of step overs and beat t two men and then put a ball in the box, or are they going to be doubled up so then they're creating space for the other midfielders? No, they're not. So I think you have to sort of, me personally, I feel you have to look at it like that. Yeah, he may not, or certain players may not track back, but you know, you have to look at the positives they bring and weigh it up with the positives and negatives that, that other players bring. He has got better at doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think he's tracking back quite a lot. I think he's. Getting, getting involved and getting stuck in. I, th I think he's been inconsistent. I think certainly, um, obviously, the, the first game famously against Norwich, he, he did well and um, setting up that pass for, for Edwards and then he, he seemed to fade and, and perhaps there's the whole argument of getting into English football and so forth. Um, but I do agree. I think on Saturday, I thought he was excellent. I thought there's some good touches. I think, yeah, there is a criticism, of, particularly with those type of players where they perhaps may take that extra touch. And when we're talking about the fact that we're not getting as much ball in the box, and particularly from centre midfield, also from wide areas as well. Sometimes it's having that confidence to take players on, and I think the more he does it, the more he'll grow into it. Um, I don't think he's a explosive as say Sacco is, and I think personally, I think Henry technically is a better player, just in my opinion. Um, but I, th I think I think there's good signs there from uh, from him, and, and as you know, we spoke about what may or may not be with the Sacco situation. He may have to play a bigger part, so hopefully there were some good signs there on Saturday. I think the only point I was going to make about uh, Goldborn that I actually think I thought he just looked a bit off match fitness in a sense. I thought he did very well going forward, but that's what he was on for. Yeah. Really, we should yeah. we should have been on from the beginning. We were playing Charlton at home. And you, uh, our, the other left back yeah. doesn't do, offer anything over the halfway line. And a point we me, made before we started recording was it kind of puts last week's win against Blackpool into perspective that it did take us. Okay, yeah, Blackpool put ten men behind the ball, and that's what they were doing all game, but. It did take until the 88, 86th minute to actually bumble it over the line. Mm. And obviously, a phobie's goal was just a very lucky 
uh, free open goal. Let's talk about people who played well. I thought Steven had a fantastic yeah. game. Yes. Some of his sliding tackles were superb. Miami Vice is doing very well. Yeah, he was my man of the match. Yeah. Apart from his one Steven moment, which he's, he has to do. Yeah. As his law. His mazy run. <laughs> has to do a mazy run every time. Well, no, well yeah, the, the clash with the, the misunderstanding with Akima, which could have cost us the game, yeah. didn't he? That's the, that was the one that would everybody would have, if they'd have scored, yeah. if anybody would have forgotten everything he did well in that moment. Um, <laughs> I, th I think he massively overshadowed Danny Baffy, Dave. And I think Steam is making Danny Baffy look very average at the moment. My personal opinion. Did anyone notice in the second half, obviously when we kind of played more of a 4-4-2, it really did open Charlton up. Charlton did counter a lot and more. The they were going for they, it, yeah. it was really crying out to me of Charlton going to nick a last-minute cup winner here. Mm. And I thought in general they played all right. They weren't, you know, they weren't the best, but they weren't the worst, were they? They were... They did, the, they did the job they came to do. Yeah. And the stats I saw were, or was, that uh, Wolves had 12 shots, two of them on target. It, the okay. shots on target was nil-nil at all yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> when I went under, it hopped nil-nil. Um, Guy Luzman, did anyone notice how animated yeah. he was on the side of the Ridiculous. Pitch? Literally, he, he like just never stopped moving. He was like a bar football player. <laughs> <laughs> he was bouncing along in a straight line all the way along. But he kept like literally waving his arms back, like he's one of those um, air traffic control students. Yes, and then kept crouching down his feet, doing the AVB kind of like watching the game very intensely, <laughs> kind of thing. But I've never not seen a manager for so long that animated. Yeah, he was waving his arms enough, um, like he was in like a steps video or something <laughs> like that. Um, so. All in all, then, uh, for the game against Charlton, nil-nil. It's two points dropped, really, because Charlton, despite having a new manager, Wolves could have been, what, five points off top if we won? Especially with other teams in the FA Cup. It was an opportunity missed once again by Wolves. Anything else anybody want to add at all to that? No. 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 <laughs> no. That's all we need to know. All you can say is that the people who got the free tickets probably overpaid for them. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I've got a free ticket. I'm going to take you to a cracking game of football <laughs> at the Moolinex. <laughs> <laughs> so on Saturday Wolves travel to the Reebok Stadium to take on Bolton Wanderers one of our um, former enemies of the playoffs in the in the 90s um, obviously uh, Bolton 16th in the table obviously uh, earlier on this season Wolves won 1-0 at Molyneux thanks to a new Adiko goal um, Neil Lennon in charge now they've got Ida Good Johnson and Heskey up front, the dream team of a strike force. Uh, got a good nil-nil draw against Liverpool in the FA Cup, which they'll have a replay for. Um, their form at the moment, last five in the league, is 1-1 one, one loss, draw, 1. Um, they play tonight as well, don't they? Mm. Uh, who have they got tonight? Robin. Ah. At Robin. Ooh. Um, so that could be adding another stat onto there. They've recently signed a Benfica midfielder, what, China, I believe, on loan. He's for Blackburn, didn't they? Mm. Ruben Rashina. It could be. Yeah, it, that rings a bell. Yeah, and also they signed Lafondre as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, due to uh, well, he, he said he's looking forward to the game against Wolves. So whether or not he's given the game away, I don't know. But um, <laughs> that would suggest he may be uh, playing against us. And a player who's a very good player went off the ball at Cardiff. Did very well at, at Reading, and also Craig Davis. Uh, Bolton yeah. are currently yeah. losing one 0 to Rotherham. Get in. Yeah. Obviously, that'll be completely yeah. different. Benjamin Pringle. Um, oh. Top scorers for uh, top scorers for Bolton so far this season, both with five are Davis, which I believe is going to be Craig Davis shortly, yeah, and Prattley as well. Um, do we know anyone else who plays for Bolton? Mark Davis. Yeah. A return once again when he scored that. Did he score a proper screamer last time we played? No, wasn't. It was a, on the season. He scored the equaliser in the two yeah. draw in the last minute. Didn't he? Um, was there centre half? Call out just Matt Mills coming yes. to me now. Uh, Weta <laughs> and Reem, who I think is an American guy, did we have on trial once? That ring a bell, Reem, yeah, or Prince Harry, Very Reem. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, with an A as opposed to the Essex, long, I think, yeah. Um, do you think, do you think he went to yeah. like the, the if it was Jacket, whoever afterwards went? So, so I'm a Reem then, <laughs> then <laughs> get out, well, he get well out. Reamed. Yeah, Chung Young Lee, you know, I don't know if they'll have that, they had a massive banner celebrating him last time we went there. Did that? You know, the, the stand opposite where the the, the way fans are, in the kind of the divide between the tiers, they had a big massive banner of him. Like the, the little Korean following that came over. Oh, God. Is he not playing in the Asian Cup at the moment? Is that still going Actually, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they in the final South Korea as well? Oh. So he might not be there on Saturday. 
potentially. Did he used to play for Arsenal? No, I don't think. I don't know. And that's why, yeah, I think that's where they got him from. We didn't have him on loan so, yeah. from Arsenal. Come on, someone yeah. must know. I think he's he scored against us, hasn't he? I think he's, he's Who hasn't scored against yeah. us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not an exclusive club now. Um, Bolton on the up slightly. Okay, they're, they're down there on the table, but they're on the up with Neil Lennon. Um, what, um, what do you think we will expect from Bolton on Saturday? So I thought, I thought we did what we were lucky to beat them. Yeah, them, definitely, guys. definitely. They threw everything, didn't they? And we just somehow... And obviously, we saved the penalty as well. Mm. well they, they played well against Liverpool the other night. Mm. Um, whenever it was. Um, but they'll have that one eye on the the replay as well, hopefully. Because mm. that's next Tuesday. Is it next yeah. Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. so... It'll be, one, it'll be another tough grafting game. They'll wheel out John McGinley and his big massive frame on the pitch at half time to wind everyone up. Probably have his picture in the programme again. <laughs> uh, what's the uh, team then for Saturday that we should put out? Um... Obviously, does a phobie start again? Do you put him back on the bench like the, with Blackpool? I would. I think. Yeah, I think again, I think it's not quite as simple as that because I, I didn't. I didn't think Dicko looked hundred percent fit again. He was tentative in some of his runs. He wasn't making the defensive runs to, ch- to chase defenders down. And there was a couple of runs when he, afterwards you could just see was, he's feeling. And I was just, that's what I, for me. He, he, he's in the squad, but he's not hundred percent fit. Mm. No way. It, this is obviously kind of quite ironic to what we talked about before with McDonald and Price. But this is, is this actually the perfect game where you play McDonald and Price for that defensive solidity yeah. away yeah. from home. Yeah, yeah. Watford and Blackburn, um, them two just kept them quiet. It mm. was they, they were superb. So it'll be the same again on Saturday, I presume. Um, I think the only real change I'd make is Goldborn back. Mm. And what you what you were saying it was about. I don't even know what to say about. I, I didn't realise that you were inspired. These. I can observe. Someone else is bringing notes. <laughs> no, I, I think as as Stu mentioned, I, I I'd put down and, and similar to a couple of conversations here about Goldborn. Um, I mean, I author and um, um, House. House, thank or you. Horse, horse, I believe is the proper pronunciation. Um, can, can you, Jackie, call him House? No. Well, I've heard rumblings of horse. Hmm. So have you? No, I'm totally totally <laughs> 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 it's, it's like pause but with a H. Yes. Pause with a H. Yes. Yes. Where young fullbacks might be the easiest one. I I I think there's a for me and it, it, um, it may be a little bit too early to change things, but I think there's an argument for Doherty and Goldborn both starting. I know I authors um, in a very small space of time had somewhat of a cool status, and his performances have warranted that to a certain extent. Perhaps Courtney less so. Um, but I think. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to turn Siri on then. <laughs> Siri, who should we play at the weekend? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I think potentially there, there could be a change there. I think, of course, um, we were shipping goals and things had to be changed. And, 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 of co- and the fullbacks have played a job in that. But also, I think the introduction of Price being that defensive midfield player has done that. Um, but I think it might be opportunity now for Doherty and Goldborn to get back into the side because arguably they're more conventional fullbacks than those two players are. And um, whether or not he, he makes such a move now, I don't know. Would that be a bit cruel on Iorfa, who's done so well? Yeah, I wouldn't. If you, should, if you put him out, I wouldn't drop Iorfa. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm not just. Pla- I'm perhaps playing devil's advocate here, po- possibly. Um, but I think you know what you will see with with the young players. I mean. We look at many of the young players who come through the years. They'll start well because they have so much confidence, particularly when they come into sides who aren't performing well. I, I remember David Davis coming into the side, for example, and starting well. And and then they often level out. I'm not suggesting they've done that yet, but I think it would be remiss to think, well, we know how well Doherty and Goldborn played last year and also what they can offer something a little bit different. That It may be time to, to bring them in. But how well do you think Matt Doherty's played this season? Um, it, well, if you're comparing him like for like with the other four backs, then perhaps he's not there. I'm a big fan, but I think yeah, he's been cool. Yeah, I, I, what I like about Doherty, I, I think he has been indifferent at times, but I, uh, but I, I, I like his link-up play, particularly um, when he did, he did it with Henry, for example. It'll get forward, and when we're we're looking for goals, and we haven't got a lot of goals in midfield, we mentioned earlier, Danny Barth's got a few goals. And perhaps we haven't got that killer ball in midfield. Mm. I think the overlapping of Goldborn, the overlapping of Doherty, if he does produce the performance that that we perhaps saw more or so last season, gives us more of an outlet than I think we may get with the 
the current format. Yeah, we have got more of an option going forward. He obviously was fundamental in the winning goal at Leeds and things like that. I know, I know we can offer there, but actually, I think I offer can offer that as well. Uh, definitely, I think Fulham are in and the I think he's miles better defensively. Miles better. Yeah. If if I'll I'll probably keep I offer in, but bring back Garbon in for Hawes. <laughs> house. I mean, <laughs> what yeah. house? <laughs> and oh, I, I, I think I'd I'd, 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 I'd keep I offer in, and I'll just switch the left backs. Yeah. Uh, do we? Um, so with Dicko, Dicko up front then. Yeah, Dicko uh, rather than Fobe. Fobe, he used to play for Bolton, guaranteed goal. I'd say until I've just I, said I, that. I'd like to see Fobe playing instead of Edwards myself. Well, in the uh, number ten, mm. I think he's good enough. He, he finds lovely pockets in his first game when he came on a sub. He found lovely areas to receive the ball in. He's an intelligent footballer, and he'd offer he'd offer a lot more, I think, than Edwards would in that position. Um, I think a Fabian Dicko could interchange mm. between the nine and the ten. Yeah, particularly when Dicko, because I think Dicko's better when he drifts wide. Mm. Um, but a Fabian can come short and leave Dicko in the centre forward position, and I think that'd be a dangerous combo. You know, I'm sure I'm sure Kenny could learn so much by uh, by listening to our insight every time. <laughs> but Dave is the danger. Yeah. He is the danger. Just give me if, only because he scored the goal, some goals. If he hadn't scored those goals, he'd have offered us nothing. Mm. Sorry, it just gave me a real good idea. Shall we? Uh, Siri, what team should Wolves play against Bolton at the weekend? <laughs> um, and she hasn't said anything. Oh, oh, right. Cheers. Thanks. No, no insight there, by Siri. <laughs> oh well. Um, so let's do predictions then for Saturday away to uh, Bolton um, let's try and get a, a win there after Alex Ray's belter do you remember that many oh, years ago yeah. one of the greatest goals probably we've seen in recent history was that our first Premier League win as well no we, we drew 1-1 we were about oh, to win yes. it yeah, and messed it up yes. he should have got he should have got booked for it in, he should, or he would have been sent off mm. if he had not done that throwing properly or something like that um, anyway Predictions for the weekend. Luke Thompson, what are you going to go for? Me and you will be um, having a fancast road trip. Yeah. Looking forward to it. A fan cast are you doing a commentary trip, are you? No, we're just going up. Oh, right. Woo! <laughs> um, fancast road trip. Um, oh, God. Oh, one apiece. One apiece. Oh, he's pinched my oh. score. Oh. <laughs> and the Wolves goal, what are you going to go for? Benick FLB. Ah, okay, Stu, we're going to go for, for a... 1-0 win. Oh, 1-0 win. Okay. Jack Price. <laughs> <laughs> no, 2,000 um, to 1 on the scorecards. <laughs> no, scrappy 1-0 like Watford and Blackburn. Okay. Oops. Um, Raining that score. Okay, well, looking at my notes here, two wins in the last 14 encounters. Uh, so we haven't got a good record against Bolton. They're a horrible side. Um, they're... I'm not a big fan of Vernon Kay uh, or, <laughs> or, 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 or Peter or John McGinley. Oh, I love Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, I love how we're basing yeah. um, uh, hate <laughs> for a team on the celebrities in which Amir Khan. Um, le- <laughs> let's go with a 2 1 Wolves win and let's go with a phobie and McDonald might get a rare goal. That would be nice. Can we start doing that in future? Let's start basing how we like teams based on the <laughs> yeah. celebrities that support that team. To look at Wolves, Robert Plant, you can't really knock Robert Plant. No one could really knock uh, the leader in the Led Zeppelin, one yeah. of the greatest rock bands of all time. Susie Perry. Um, John Babb, the Baron. Well, 1 1. Yeah. Yeah, 1 1. Do you yeah. want to change it just to no, differentiate? No, no, no. You've got to, you can't just do that. If, if, if you've got a score in your mind, you've got to, you can't just that change That wasn't actually the score in my mind, though. Oh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just flips a coin. <laughs> 1 1. Danny Barth. Where's uh, it from? Oh, forgot. <laughs> Bush Brio. <laughs> <laughs> Danny bought bullet header. <laughs> no, no, off his, no, off his no, shoulder. No. Yeah. Or a 30 yard top left hand corner bullet. Aaron Ramsey like. Well, that he was playing out to the wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a repeat of Sacco. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go for. Um, I'm going to go for a nil nil. Oh, right. Heskey to miss a sitter. You're looking forward to your weekend drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A solid point, a solid point on the road against Bolton. Um, and that's where we'll leave it this week on the podcast. We are etching ever so closer 
to podcast number 200, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe we've been around that long that people still want to listen to us after 198 podcasts? Can you believe it? Uh, we're edging ever so close. So thanks very much for listening. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a website to be built, uh, check out operacreative.com. Follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast. Facebook, Wolves Football Fancast Show. And for our latest blogs, check out WolvesFancast.com. And we'll be back next week to review that game against Bolton. But for this week, well, actually, firstly, thank you to uh, Hoops for joining thank us this you. week. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, it wasn't, hopefully it wasn't the worst experience of your life. That's, that's no, it'd be top one. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> John. John's given the <laughs> trial feel to approve. I can imagine Hoops is like running around the train, and then you're in your tracksuit. You go, Gaffy. He's, he's all right. Yeah. He's all right. Just do more lap. Yeah. What, what contract would you if he, if uh, Hoops was a, uh, a footballer? What co- what contract would you offer him to? Start we only do short term deals. Short term deals. End of the season. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen him play. <laughs> You didn't score a goal past me for about three years, did you? Have we got any more time left on this? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a decent goalkeeper. But no, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Fantastic. Uh, so for this week, it's bye from the Baron. Goodbye. Bye from Hoops. Goodbye. Bye from Stu. Bye from Luke. Bye-bye. And it's bye from me. See you next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.